Hello, all my Reapers and all my Creepers. Welcome back for episode two. I'm Tanner, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, the Morticia to my Gomez. Aw, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Amanda. So I uh, hope everyone's doing doing well this week. We've got some exciting stuff to talk about, and we're gonna start start with some strangeness happening in our neck of the woods. We're living we live in the Texas Panhandle. We do. Um, we woke up to a weird post. I, I guess I saw it on Facebook first. I saw it on Facebook first. This was a, from the, the, the data recording, this has been a couple months. Mm-hmm. So Amarillo is the largest metroplex in our area, and the City Zoo posted on June 8th this uh, kind of creepy photo that allegedly was taken from one of the security cameras at the zoo. So according to the local news station, this photo was taken at 11.25 a.m. on May the 21st. And it, it was taken inside the perimeter fence, the perimeter fence of the local zoo. It was kind of weird with the picture because it looks like it's on the outside of the zoo. It totally does. I mean, I don't understand why you'd have a security camera on the outside of the fence pointing in. We're going to get into uh, kind of what we think it was, and then we'll we'll get into what the, the internet thinks it was. Uh, I think it's a freaking hoax. I totally did it first too. But now I'm not so sure. Now, so I'll, let me give the reasons why why I think it's a hoax. Because I am not a skeptic. I am a believer of all things paranormal for the most part. But the it was posted from the city of Amarillo. Mm-hmm. It was posted... We never saw the video footage. It's, it was captured on video camera, but it's just one single image that they released. One frame. Uh, posted from the city of Amarillo. Uh, they're real hokey about it. They named it the Amarillo Unidentified Object. It's super, like, full of cheese. I think that that's what got me, too, was, like, why, out of all of the things you could have called it, that's what you decided to call yeah, it? That's it just, weird. It totally seems like a publicity stunt from the city to get people to the zoo. It totally does, because um, if you've ever been through Amarillo, there's... There's some fun things to do. Everybody knows Cadillac Ranch. Route 66 runs through here. Um, but our zoo is really small. It's teeny tiny. You can walk through the entire zoo in about 10 minutes. If you're well, if you're booking it, you're not looking at anything. Well, I mean, there's not much to look at. You can The enclosures are small. You can see the animal. Well, yeah. But it's I not mean, like you're... I would say with our goblins, we probably make it through there. Well, it probably takes us about... 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Goblin number one used to do that whenever whenever he was little. He bargained for anything. He'd tell you 20 minutes. He had no idea what 20 minutes meant. <laughs> but we'd probably go through the Amarillo Zoo in 45 minutes with the goblins. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not big, but I don't know. It just, it's full of, the, the post, the original article was full of cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, the creature itself is not, you could tell it's big, but it's not menacingly bulky. It looks like a poorly photoshopped coyote on its standing on its high hind legs to me. Yeah, well, and I totally think that it, it. I mean, the pictures. It at first glance, it just looks like a dude wearing a wolf headdress. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, just kind of based off my own perception, I would say it's between standing upright on its hind legs, it's four to five feet tall. It's not tall. It's not super, super tall. Like, 
um, a lot of monsters you hear of. Um, Did they say it was going like that? I don't feel like I I'm just that. I'm just going off what I perceive the picture. Oh, as. okay, I see. But so that the article came out on June eighth is when the news reported on this, mm-hmm. uh, and then on June fifteenth, some security company out of I think Washington, Seattle. Uh, donated a bunch of like high tech security cameras to the zoo, mm-hmm. and that was the end of it. We've heard nothing else since. There's been no additional uh, images. The zoo just got some fancy cameras. <laughs> well, in that company, they donated eighty of those cameras. Yeah. eighty. Like, I I don't even imagine that the zoo had eighty cameras on their premises to begin with. Yeah, and so. Um, few days later we start seeing more posts on facebook every zoo in texas is hopping in on this train like making fun of the amarillo zoo there i remember one in particular was a rhinoceros that they had taken the picture and put in they put it in like the night view black and white like look what look what crazy animal we caught you know on our cameras and uh i I remember the san antonio zoo did something fort worth zoo did something yeah all just kind of poking fun at amarillo which made me sad because I still think it's a hoax and now just everyone's making fun of us, you know? Yeah, well, and that's kind of the thing with Amarillo. Anytime, I mean, Amarillo has been on the national news more than a handful of times. and It's never for anything yeah. good, ever. Uh, but there were also some serious speculations out there and that's going to kind of lead us into the overall subject of this episode. It seems like the general consensus is that this thing is a skinwalker. Yeah, a lot of people think it's a skinwalker, which after I saw the first speculation of thinking that our Amarillo unidentified object was a skinwalker, I went back to look at those pictures, and uh, we'll post pictures to our social media pages. This, it totally looks weird. I mean, that that leg that is on the outside looks so strange. It looks like, I don't even know yeah. how to describe it. it none, looks, none of the anatomy is correct right and the it, proportions are off it's super fuzzy out of focus it is a terrible picture but like you said all of the proportions are off and if that was just a dude in a wolf headdress why oh. would everything look so weird like that? i also thought it was strange that they released just a picture and never released the, the video of it moving unless it was too disturbing Well, the internet will tell you that Navajo skinwalkers are cursed humans who can transform into other creatures, but mostly wolves and bears. It seems to be predators, predators for sure. Just on what information we can find, it seems that skinwalkers are either shaman or witches that end up crossing over to the dark side. Now, I will say that the information was super hard to find, what little bit we could. Uh, it seems like those in the Navajo culture that the, the, the people that would know about them are very, very reluctant to actually talk about them. Well, and I think that's pretty interesting um, because I totally understand you're you're scared of this thing, so you don't want to give it any power, um, so you don't talk about it. You just like cut it off, mm-hmm. and it shrivels up and dies, basically. But isn't that inadvertently giving them power because you're so afraid of this being? It has to pick up on it. Yeah, I don't know, because especially for me, just simply not talking about it is not enough for me to like squash that fear. Yeah, like, I, I mean, that's I still anxiety. probably radiate that fear of it, you know? <laughs> right, right. I mean, you're especially whenever you were that afraid of it, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, what's what's one of the scariest things on earth? 
is fear of the unknown. Right. So then you have this scary monster and know nothing about it. How do you kick its ass, you know? Right. Uh, it seems like from what we could find, the, the thing they use to ward off the, the skinwalkers are uh, ashes. Yeah, they mentioned the ash. Um, and I, it, I couldn't even see if it was you know, ash of sage or if it was ceremonial ash. Yeah, it's consecrated somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they can use it in a ward of off. Yeah, I mean, we even heard one story about a, a family that was having a skinwalker encounter and the grandpa came out and he grabbed a gun and he grabbed his bullets and he mm-hmm. put the bullets in the ash before he loaded the gun. Right. Like you mentioned, they usually appear some sort of predatory creature, but it, from what we have read, you know, the legend says they could turn into anything, but it seems that any most of the accountings we've seen are some sort of canine creature. Yeah, wolf-like or something. Coyote, Some would say bear, almost bear-like. Now, I could see that in some of the descriptions we saw where it had a very canine body, but the the head, the face was a weird mix of canine and human. Well, and that it stands up on its hind legs. Mm-hmm. You know, canines don't do that. Not naturally. Not naturally. And I, and I always remember uh, seeing that they could conform, transform completely into the creature or a human-creature hybrid that sounds you know. even scarier. And yeah. that seems to be when most sightings are seen, is whenever they are this hybrid It's creature. like a bipedal humanoid wolf. I mean, yeah. it's not exactly a, a European werewolf. The lore around it is a, quite a bit different, but mm-hmm. uh, it seems like they can transform at will. There have, there's no moonlight, moonlight curse or anything like that. It's right. all at will. All just dark magic. Yeah. But we, we have a couple of accountings that we want to tell for you guys this first story we uh we found it on reddit by burn evil 000 um and it is titled my skinwalker story i'm half navajo for years of my life i lived on the navajo nation reservation in a small town called shipwreck new mexico my native american side of my family always warned us to be careful at night my grandparents would always tell me stories of these shape-shifting witches who can curse you kill you, or mess with you. They called them skinwalkers because they would take the skin of dead animals and wear them to change into that animal or something in between a human and animal, but not a werewolf. I never believed in it, really. I'm only half Navajo and light-skinned, so I was never treated the same by most people here, so I drifted away from the culture and thought it wasn't for me. So if you're a skeptic, that's fine. I was also until I came face-to-face with something I couldn't explain. You know, this is probably the most authentic information that we could get, because, like he said, he is half Navajo, right? and his description of skinwalkers was more than anything we could really find of substance. Yeah. So it was around summer, so this happens when I was in high school, so about six to possibly eight years ago. I would have been like 15 or 17 then. I used to hang out with a group of guys who like to do a lot of delinquent type stuff. You know, smoke cigarettes, stay up all night, all the guys playing video games at somebody's house. Then at 3 a.m., we felt like we could go sneak out to paradise. I know it's ironic, the name. It's basically a giant metal pipe that carries irrigation water to all the farms. But really, it was also a spot for kids to drink or get high in the evenings. However, the place did have a scary history of kids and adults who drowned or died in the night, but I always thought those were urban legends. 
so it already doesn't have a good feel. Yeah. At 3 a.m., that was our time, we as boys would test one another to cross this pipe. So these boys would cross the pipe one after another. Sort of an initiation. See how far we could go, you know? We usually could go all the way across. Now keep in mind, that pipe goes well over three stories high. It's also wide. I'd say as wide as an average car. And we would walk this thing for kicks in a group of nine at 3 a.m. So one night, me and a small group of friends were driving around bored at 2 a.m. wanting to spook each other. So I said, let's go to paradise and walk the pipe as most of these friends I was hanging out with had never done anything like that before. They agreed, pumped up the energy drinks, and we drove. It was pretty quiet. The sky was dark. The night was cold. The boys with me were Michael, Cordy, Tommy, and Theryl. Now Theryl was the driver because he had the car and his family was pretty well off too, so he never had to worry about cash. We got to the place and he didn't want to go. Said his parents were traditional and he wanted to just chill in the car. Basically, he wanted to text some sh some chick without us bugging him. I told, told him it's fine. Keep the car locked and running in case we see something scary. Then me and the other boys went out without him. I remember we noticed a sheep or goat skin placed flat off to the right just as we were starting to get on the pipe. The way they acted so nonchalant about that, like, I probably would have been like, mm, maybe we don't. Maybe <laughs> well, it didn't take much don't. for you to do that. <laughs> he would ask, hey, you want to go walk this pipe in the middle of the night? And I'd be like, maybe we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and these are tips on how to keep safe by Tanner. <laughs> We all noticed it looked strange, and I remembered someone commenting it looked like a ritual sacrifice. Oh, good. See? Your red flags were correct. My red flags usually are correct. <laughs> Michael said something about a pentagram, but I wasn't sure if he was just joking or serious. But I thought they were just trying to scare each other. As we got onto the pipe, a few of the guys were scared and had me take the lead. As we crawled, I'd say, a quarter of the way on the pipes, talking and laughing. I noticed a faint whitish or light gray bat bigger than my head flying around us. So bad omen number two. At least. <laughs> it dived for us a few times. We dodged it, but then Tommy slipped because of his converse and almost fell off the pipe. I reached out to grab his right arm. Michael had grabbed my shirt collar and Cordy had grabbed him. Altogether, we got back on the pipe, shaken that we had almost lost Tommy into the dark depths below. Suddenly, the bat was gone. We were all freaking out, but the guys wanted to continue. We laughed about it, as guys usually do, thinking that was weird. Bad omens just, like, keep coming. Passed the halfway point on the pipe with no problems. But as we got three quarters of the way, Michael saw something. You see, at the end of the pipe, there's a hill behind that hill. It is very brightly lit because of a church somewhere off in the distance. Anyway, on that hill, there was a black figure with pointy ears dog silhouette. Now Michael is a tough guy. He yelled at the thing <laughs> saying, I'm not scared of you, you damn skim skinwalker. Well, and I just want to say something here. It, it sounds like this hill's somewhat in the distance. Mm -hmm. Now for any of you who aren't it from the, the west, uh, coyotes don't get that big. No, they're pretty They're small. like medium dog size. You know, like, like mid-calf? Uh, Mid-calf, they're about the size of a, a pit bull or like a, um, a small shepherd. Mm -hmm. But they're skittish, too. They're real skittish. They don't like people. They won't, because unless they are in a pack, they're not big enough to, like, do anything. take down an adult 
sized human, you know? Yeah, because they, uh, they sound so scary, but... If one is sitting on its haunches, like a, like a dog sits, on a hill in the distance, you're probably not going to notice it. It's going to be too small. Yeah. So, for him to have noticed it, it means this thing was big. Michael just yelled at the guy, saying, you're, I'm not scared of you, you damn skinwalker. Then tossed a few rocks he had in his pocket. One rock hit the pipe, the others fell into the brush below. See, he should have just tossed a coin to his witcher. Oh my god. <laughs> now I'm going to have that sock stuck in my head. You're welcome. Great. <laughs> that shadow silhouette dog stood up on two legs like a person. We all freaked out. Jaws dropped. Then Cordy said, look, another one to the left. Tommy said, there's another one on the right. So three silhouettes of pointy dog-eared people on the hill. I told them to back up so we can get back to the car. The things to the right and the left of the hill started to move down the hill toward us. Now there's just one standing guard on the hill. The one who first stood up. Can you imagine how scary that would be? Like you see one and then two others on the side. And then he like sends his little skinwalker henchman after you. Now I can't imagine how scary it would be. But I can also imagine I would not have been there in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We already discovered this. Now we're trying to go back, but we're still three-fourths the way under us in complete darkness. It was quiet for a few minutes, then we started hearing a girl crying. It sounded like she was hurt and scared, almost in pain. We were overcome with a strange feeling of wanting to help. Michael wanted to go back towards the end and crawl down and help this girl. I almost followed too. Inside, I was like, no, this is wrong. Something isn't right. So I yelled at him and everyone, saying, you're all stupid. Look at that thing up there on the hill. Did you not see those things? It's a trap. Screw that fake crying. If that girl is hurt, we'll come back for her when the sun's up in two hours. The moment I said this, the crying stopped. All the guys freaked out, saying they can't believe what overcame them. They said they almost forgot what we saw before. Like, how insane is that? You know, you're, you're running from these creatures, and then you hear a girl crying, and you are, like, trance-like. Yeah. Trying to, to help this crying person, whoever it is. And then the one that snaps out of it, and it snaps the others out of it, and the crying stops at that exact moment. That can't just be coincidence. It's a trap. It's a trap. Halfway on the pipe now, and we hear a native drum being played like a powwow. See, that's... Ooh, that gave me That's what got me when, yeah... I could just hear it in the background, like war drums, you know? Right. <laughs> we start running, running on this pipe, one-third one almost to the car. Corey stops us. We can all hear under our feet sound like a pack of snarling, growling, yelping coyotes. But it's pitch dark below. But we know they're under us. We run full speed, not looking back to the car, and yell and drive and haul ass on that dirt road back to a well-lit gas station and explain what happened to Theral. We couldn't get the girls crying out of our head, and we went back in daylight just to make sure we didn't find a girl. Instead, in the area, we listened to a different kind of crying. The sound was a whimper. Then out of the brush, we saw a coyote watching us. It was so close and unafraid of us. It wasn't even shy. I yelled, you see that? That's the girl that was crying. She probably transformed. It's one of them. Then I asked the coyote, you're a skinwalker, aren't you? What? He's going to talk to this skinwalker? <laughs> yeah. It's because it's in the daylight. Must be mm -hmm. safe because it's the daylight. 
It just looked at us for four seconds, dead in the eye, totally calm, and walked into the brush. We all agreed how unnatural that was for a coyote. We didn't go back after that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. No. That's a emotional <laughs> damage. <laughs> uh, I also don't know that I would be uh, yelling at them either. Definitely not. I've heard they can curse you. Yeah. This, that's how you get cursed. Do you want to curse? Because that's how you get cursed. <laughs> that's it. So let's get into our second story. This one is posted by Redditor uh, Herkaderp. It's a name. I love it. <laughs> Late August last year, my wife and I decided to take a trip to Fredericksburg, Texas to celebrate our engagement. We were there for wine tasting, beer house, and cute knickknacks shopping. The casual vanilla fun stuff we die for. If you haven't been and can, do go. It's great. We had a cabin rented out in the wash, I think is, think they called it. It was dry, surrounded in hills, and just imagine your typical dry western environment. Brown hills, some trees, and random cacti everywhere, and signs saying no burning scattered around. Uh, which, even next to the fire pit, uh, they thought it was pretty hysterical. Which, I mean, they, they must not be from around here. It gets dry here. It's so And dry. wildfires are a, a big concern. Really big deal. I mean... You know, throwing your cigarette butt out on the highway is a big no-no. Or even uh, trailers with their chains that clink together. That one little spark. Yeah, and I mean, people lose their, lose everything over those block fires. So. It's devastating. We were on our way back past 10 from downtown, and we had these what we call cow roads to get back to the cabin because there were cattle scattered everywhere on both sides of the road, and all the gates were all open, and, and you'd have to wait for them to cross every now and then. So they were... It sounded like they were staying in an Airbnb back in somebody's pasture. So this all to say we were driving slowly because God forget God forbid a cow walked in front of us and I total hit one and total my Jeep or possibly hurt and kill somebody's cow. Uh, we were talking, laughing, making jokes, and trying not to focus on how it was pitch black around us. My convertible top was down and we just felt vulnerable. What? Can you imagine being like no top? Driving around out here in the middle of nowhere. Well, I mean, he hasn't exactly said anything scary yet, but we're obviously talking about skinwalkers, so I don't want a skinwalker around without a jeep top right. on. Right. Uh, when in front of us was this black figure on the left side of the road. See, here we go. Yep. Dirt road, mind you, not very wide, maybe a car and a half. And it, yeah, dirt roads typically are not wide around here. Mm-hmm. It was on all fours had this short body, long legs, and massive head, and it was black. As we got closer, there was a hue mixing of black and gray to its skin and fur, but it was hard to tell what was fur and what was skin. Ooh. And you, I, I think this is kind of where we talked earlier how it can be this, um, you know, not straight up an animal. It's this mix between human features and animal features. Yeah, that has to be just incredibly disturbing. I was nervous, but I slowed down because I didn't want to hit this thing. I thought that this thing I thought was some sort of wolf-coyote thing, and we were maybe something over 500 feet away and getting closer. Why are you getting closer? Back away <laughs> from the strange object, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Do not drive towards the beast. Keep all hands and arms <laughs> in a vehicle with no top at all Do times. You know Jurassic Park? This is how you get Jurassic Park. This is how you get Jurassic Park. 
By the time I could really look at it, it was in the middle of the road, and we were even closer, literally a stone's throw away, and it turned to face us. Why didn't you stop? Right. You, you had stop. all the power in the world. <laughs> Why one, are you getting closer? One pinky toe. It's standing in the road. Why are you getting closer? <laughs> stop the vehicle, sir. Also, you're in a field. Get off the dirt road. <laughs> You're in a Jeep. Drive through the pasture. Haul ass. <laughs> and turned back the way it came, but when, went back to all fours as it walked. When it faced us, its eyes glowed yellow. Uh, now, almost every description we've seen has had some sort of glowing eye. They do. I remembered wolves glowing red. I could still be wrong, which added to my confusion in the moment. This thing looks so off, and we realized its short body was more like our torso, and it moved so awkwardly because it, it really was like a person walking on all fours. But its head was a thing of nightmares. That's all I know. It looked right at us. I had my brights on, so maybe it actually was blinded and just left, but I was scared enough to think it looked right at me. All I have is multiple... Medea phrases going off in the back of my head right now. Well, and I feel like if you feel like something looked right at you, it probably did. It probably did. It knows. I mean, that's like a soul-piercing feeling. Yeah. I started driving off, and my wife and I didn't say a word for a few minutes that felt like forever. She started to say, did you? And I just answered, yeah. Before she could finish her sentence, if she wasn't there to confirm it, I would have said it was just a trick of the night and gone to bed. Like I said, though, easy story that's led me to wanting to learn more about these things and will not be a where's Bigfoot guy, but kind of. I'm genuinely interested to see what others have have seen and know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought skinwalkers were a Arizona New Mexico creature. And that's the thing. They're not creatures. They're, they're people. Right. They so just, they could be anywhere that people are. Yeah, they, they say it's a curse. And I, 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 don't, I don't understand how it would be <coughs> if they were either a shaman or a witch and they just chose the dark path. Yeah. Well, and, and I, under, I understand it's, it's heavily tied to these uh, indigenous cultures from this area, you know. But people migrate and move all the time. It's not out of the realm of possibilities for them to be sighted other places in the world. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all over the place. Uh, we have been going for 40 minutes, and we're going to have to leave in 20. We've got one more story for you guys, and like we mentioned, we've been reading these off of Reddit, and some of them are kind of hard to read. Yeah, and I, I, I do think that's been the easiest place to find. At know, least for Skinwalker. Allegedly, these are actual accounts. Right. Um, you, you never know with the internet, but the stuff was hard to find. Yeah, it was hard to find. Um, so this one comes from, again, Reddit. Their name is Concept-Just. I turned on the TV and walked into the kitchen. The microwave started beeping, meaning my bag of popcorn was done cooking. I took it out, grabbed the butter from the counter, and poured it on. The butter sizzled down through the kernels to the bottom of the bag. I went over to the couch and sat down. TV was turned to breaking news. Hundreds of dogs from all over Yukai, New Mexico, seemed to have suddenly gone missing. The Nevada Department of Conservation and Natural Resources says that they are looking into why these disappearances are occurring. More on this at 12, said the newscaster. I threw my bowl of uneaten popcorn in the trash and decided to go to bed. It was getting pretty late and I had a meeting early in the morning. I went upstairs and into my room. My dog Laika, a large golden retriever, was laying on the ground. 
She looked up at me and with sad doggy eyes before dropping her head back down onto the carpet. Hey buddy, I said, what's the matter? Of course, my dog just laid there aimlessly staring at the wall. I shrugged and went into the bathroom to get ready for bed. I hopped in a quick shower, brushed my teeth, and climbed in bed. Staring up at the ceiling, I emptied my mind and drifted off to sleep. Boom, boom, boom. The loud pounding on the door jolted me awake. I shot upright and looked over at the clock. 3.33 a.m. That's a bad time. In the middle of the night, yeah. That's, well, that's what you call the devil's hour. Yeah, that's what they say. But, I mean, also, if you're into numerology. Maybe. I hope I hope so. <laughs> God damn it, I muttered as I pulled the covers off me. I looked over at the floor where Laika was laying, only to see it was now vacant. I sighed and walked out the open door into the hallway. It was dark, and not because there were no lights on. Something felt off. The air felt thicker, no heavier than normal. I rounded the corner to the stairs when I was abruptly hit with an awful smell. It smelled like rotten meat. I pulled my shirt up over my face and covered my nose, but I could still smell it. I walked down the stairs and looked around for Laika, but she was nowhere to be seen. Confused, I walked over to the open large front door just as I was about to open it. Something stopped me. I felt a chill run from my back, the back of my neck all the way down my spine. I shuddered and opened the door. And uh, just about here, whenever I was reading the story oh earlier, I, <laughs> <laughs> I yelled and I hit the bed and scared the crap out of Tanner. I was intently listening. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. There was nobody there. I looked around my empty front yard. Then I stepped out and scanned the tree line in the back of the yard. There was nothing out there. Slowly, I closed the front door and stepped back inside. As I turned around, I was surprised to see Laika suddenly standing at the door. I leaned down to pet her, but stopped. There was something off about her. I couldn't tell what it was at first, but then I started to notice. Her ears were standing straight up, which she never does. Drool and slobber poured from her open mouth, which revealed her jagged, pointed teeth, which appeared sharper than normal. I looked at her eyes. Something wasn't right about them. They looked dark and empty, but most noticeably, they looked human. Can you imagine that? Yeah, and I could see it too. Like, there's a distinct shape in like our pupil and iris that are different from animal eyes. Well, and even just a normal happy-go-lucky puppy mm-hmm. to see human eyes and a happy puppy—that sounds terrifying, anyway. Yeah. She began to bark, and I stepped back. Tripping, I fell onto the ground and scurried backwards. Her bark echoed through the house. It sounded off, almost as if it was her bark, but at the same time, there was a deeper sound to it as well. Something not natural. Suddenly, her head snapped sharply left, and she looked at me. She looked right at me with those black, lifeless eyes. Then, just as soon as she appeared, Micah was gone. She stood up looked at the door, then back at me, before wandering down the hall towards the kitchen. Terrified, I ran upstairs and closed the door. I walked past Laika, now laying on my floor in my room. And I got back into bed to go to sleep. It wasn't until I had just started to drift off to sleep when I realized I had seen Laika go down the hall, not into my room. Whatever I had seen downstairs was not my dog. It was something else entirely. Flash forward six months, one of my clients, 
who is a Native American man from the local Navajo tribe, came into my work one Monday afternoon. Sorry. Before we had started talking business, I had him introduce himself to me and tell me a few stories about himself. One of the stories he told caught my attention. He told a story about an encounter he had had with a tribal creature known as a skinwalker. He said that these creatures, skinwalkers, were evil creatures summoned by Navajo witches that had the ability to transform into any animal they pleased. He also described the awful, wretched odor that they give off. I was shocked. Now, positive that I had an encounter with a skinwalker that one fateful night, I jumped back from my desk, running to the bathroom. I had no clue what to do. Until this point, I had been told my whole life that monsters aren't real. Now, I know that's just not true. Monsters are real. All you have to do is know where to look. Like, what's it doing in your house, bro? Yeah. I mean, obviously, from the sound of it, it didn't hurt anything. Right. It was just in there being scary, but... <laughs> Menacingly. Menacingly. <laughs> Slash slinging slasher. <laughs> but for real, like... What's it doing in your house, bro? Yeah. Well, lock your doors. Well, and how did you not notice your dog when you first walked it? Not like you went to your room, passed your dog, laid down, and you're almost asleep, and then you're like, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) One of these things is not like the other. That story gave me the heebie jeebies. Yeah. That was a good one. But that's all the time we have for this week. It is. So, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks with our next episode. I hope to see you there. Follow us for more creepy content. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok, please. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.